0: Here we go! Here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Raider. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. <laughs>
1: What's up Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. I'm your host, Raider Hart, and you know what week it is, guys? It's Chiefs week. We're going to be breaking down Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the hated Kansas City Chiefs coming on out to the desert to take on Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Mad Max Crosby, and the Las Vegas Raiders. And before we do any of that, guys, what we like to do is do a little bit of house cleaning, and uh, just to remind you that you can, you can always find us on social media to uh, engage, ask us questions, have suggestions, comments, constructive criticisms, whatever it is. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, but you can also find us on Twitter at silver underscore hack, and you can find the show. This recent episode. Uh, if you want to listen to any previous episodes from earlier this season or even last season, you can find all the episodes on Spotify. You can find them on iTunes, Apple Pod, Stitcher. You can find them on a number of just about all the major podcast providers out there. And uh, I forgot to say at the beginning also, we're going to talk about in this, in this episode specifically, why Derek Carr may not be the key for the Raiders offense this week. And while there's a matchup in the trenches that really could, you know, be the deciding factor in whether this is a win or loss for the Raiders, and obviously we'll give you our scores and predictions, may have a little bit of a controversy there this time, first time in a while. And always, guys, we have Ask Raspi coming back. And with all the, you know, the turmoil and and controversy and tragedy, to be quite frank, with with this Raiders team over the last month, you know, uh, Ask Raspi kind of got pushed to the side for a minute there, but I guess it's a sign of a uh, return to normalcy here on the show that Ask Raspi is back again. And speaking of Raspi, this is a good time to bring in my co-host here. And uh, Raspy, did you see here, before you address uh, Raider Nation out there, did you see that John Gruden is suing the NFL over these uh, this whole email controversy? Oh, yeah, I did. I saw it.
0: (laughs) Don't don't exactly. Haven't had a whole lot of time to dig into that, but I did see that come across the thread within, like, the last half hour or so. Um, Probably came out sooner than that, but that's as quick as I saw it just because I've been working all day. But what is up, Nation? What's happening, man? Happy to be here. Happy to be back. I'm going to be talking Nation ball. Um, Yeah, man. Just glad to be here. Who knows, man? I mean, he's saying that they forced his his resignation. We'll see what all, we knew this wasn't done. We knew that there was going to be some more to come out. I mean, I think it was kind of an inevitability at this point. So we'll see what transpires. What do you know that I don't? Because I really haven't had a whole lot of time to dig into this.
1: I mean, there's really not much more to know yet. I think this is the preliminary, uh, you know, Steps here. I, was I think that the lawsuit was just filed. I know that his representation said that, I think he gave out a quote saying that this is an old Soviet style character assassination. I saw it's that. Totally I did wrong. See that. It's not totally <laughs> wrong about that. You know, I, I love this here. Uh, just briefly before we get into this matchup, it's not that I want Coach Gruden back. I absolutely don't ever want him on the Raiders sideline ever again as a head coach or any official in any official capacity with the Raiders ever again. But I do want those – I want the heat turned up on the NFL to have to release those emails or face the public and possible legal ramifications for for not doing so. Because it's not okay just to single the Raiders out and whatever I, – I, it, it's still very strange how this whole thing came out, how they're investigating, you know – Snyder organization a whole yeah. different team whole different organization <laughs> who has done some very shady stuff and suddenly there's hundreds of thousands of emails nothing about Snyder but oh there's Gruden and they know about it in the summer and wait till we're 3-0 to release that so I I, I do want them to have the heat turned up to have to uh, you know either face the legal and, and you know the, the public uh, ire for, for, for not doing so or maybe even pressured into releasing those emails and see where those those emails take us but
0: hey i agree and if that man and if it does it is unfortunate i was talking to my wife about this she, you know she's she's a sports fan but she doesn't you know she doesn't know the ins and outs of what's going on with this whole case and i'm like this all started out with you know some legal sanctions or some accusations from within the washington football team's organization it's like then all of a sudden terrible accusations. You know, yeah, well, and terrible ones at that. I get you know, and I get that. I'm not downplaying that at all. But it's like the only ramifications that have came out of this is, is with John Gruden. And I'm not saying saying that those aren't warranted because I mean he said what he said. But it's just so crazy to me. It's like, are you trying to divert? Are you trying to, you know, push all this off on somebody else so your organization can can just move on swimmingly? I mean, that's that's not cool. So I do I do wanna see them turn the screws a little bit and figure this out because I'm not calling John Gruden a scapegoat by any means. But as of right now, he's the only one that's really faced any, again, ramifications for what has transpired. So obviously there's way more internal nonsense going on with that football team. You know, I I try not to get too involved or enthralled in that, but but yeah, there's something to be said about that. Let's, let's, let's figure it out, man. If you're going to go out there and you're going to put it out there from what Gruden said, well then put it out there for what everybody said. You know what I mean? It it, it does seem a little shady, so.
1: It's like, you know, the government did a full scale, you know, the DEA did a full scale investigation into somebody like El Chapo for this, this massive drug smuggling and, you know, distributing ring and the only thing that came and we all know that he's been dealing drugs for 20 years on a massive global scale and the only one that gets busted is the guy selling dime bags in Florida.
0: You but know, that doesn't make any that, sense. That, Come on doesn't man. Doesn't make
1: any sense. So, There's bigger yeah.
0: fish here to be fried for sure. I agree. Yeah,
1: most definitely, but moving on to the Raiders Chiefs matchup, this is a math, massive matchup here with playoff implications galore and Raspi, when I look at this matchup here, you know, besides the the division thing, besides the playoff positioning, you know, Sunday night football primetime, all that that kind of stuff, this is just a good old-fashioned matchup here. You know, two pretty good offensive teams. The Chiefs so far haven't been quite the offense that we've all known and expected. They do carry that potential to be lethal in any given day, so you have to be a little bit wary of that, really wary of that, um, to be honest. But when I first look at this from the from the Raiders, I guess we can start with the Raiders' offense here. When I when I look at this raspy, I, it's kind of natural to sort of kind of you know point the finger at the quarterbacks, you know, right away in these types of matchups that you know obviously, and it's usually more true with the Raiders than almost anybody. The Raiders go as Derek Carr usually goes. We saw that a week ago. We've seen that all year when he's been really great. We've won and won in spectacular fashion at times. And uh, when he's been bad, we have not been able to survive, uh, you know, average to below average performance from Derek Carr, despite some significant help from the defense. But this week, I think that with the recent trends and when you look at the Chiefs, this is the, I think the key this week, Raspy, I'll just put it out there. I think the Raiders have to run the rock like they started to a week ago, but this week stick to it. You know, Jacobs and Drake are showing some signs of life along with this offensive line. Even Andre James is showing some major strides and improvement. But the main reason, Raspy, why I say that is you look at the Chiefs defense, especially cool. the rush, 21st overall, that can be deceiving. We know that. Uh, You know, they give up 121 yards a game. They are, but they're they're almost 30th, bottom third in yards per carry against at 4.7. The key here for me, though, Raspi, is not any of those traditional stats, but the key for me is they're 26th. And this is why I think the key needs to be pound the rock and control tempo, control pace. They're 26th in rushing first downs allowed per game. That means that you can control these guys. Keep number 15 on the bench as long as possible. Keep them, you know, you can control tempo that way, Raspy.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. And this team is literally second most in the league with 107 first downs given up. (laughs) That's a big deal, man. So I have them. I have on the notes that I was looking at. I don't know if this was PF. I can't remember if it was PFF or what, but they were dead last in yards per attempt given up. And it was at 5.4 is what I saw. So either way, they're damn near. I mean, they're giving up five yards a clip, man. There's any time to let your your, uh, running game get loose, especially after the production we had earlier in the game last week. Don't take your foot off the pedal. Keep rolling. Let's go.
1: Well, they're going to run those two deep safeties, right? I mean, that's what Spagnola, Spags, as they like to call him out there, he's a two-deep guy. He's always been more of a two. Now, not to say that he won't roll a safety down here or there and there and, and mix some things up, but he's primarily a two-deep guy, and we know that that's the best way to run teams out of that. And when the Chiefs are, you know, 27th and rushing EPA against – this really is a, a, a day that, now I'm not saying that we should turn this into a 1989 football game and just, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, but I do think that we can control pace and control tempo and 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 really, you know, keep the Chiefs guessing. Um, I, here's the thing, do you even think that they can physically hold up against a, a potent running attack for their front seven? How many standout players, I mean, they've got some standout pass rushers right now, but I mean, I get that we can't run the ball like the Titans, you know, we don't have, you know, Big Derrick Henry back there. But Jacobs has looked as spry as I've seen him in two years last week, and Drake has been coming on slowly. Ever since Gruden was let go, he's become more like the guy that we thought we were getting, the guy that we've seen elsewhere when he's played. So do you even think that the Chiefs are expecting a run heavy game plan from the Raiders? And once they and and if not, once they respond to that, do they have the physicality? to stand up, are they stout enough in their front seven to hold up against that kind of a game plan?
0: Well, I don't think they are, but it kind of is predicated on what we do. I mean, we talked about it last week about unplugging this run game when there was no reason to unplug. So I'm a little nervous about our approach. Let's just, let's be honest, folks. I'm a little nervous about this entire game. I mean, this is the game that I feel deep down that we should win. But I, there's so many things telling me that there's a lot that has to happen for us to do that. So it, it it is predicated off whether they commit to that. I mean, we had every reason last week to commit to the run game, and we didn't. So what is the change this week? I don't know. I hope that there can be some changes made and that they can focus on that. But I'm not banking on it. I wouldn't bet money on it.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know that that's fair to Greg Olson, to be quite honest yet, because, you know, that's something Gruden would do is stick with something that was or wasn't he wouldn't stick with what was working. That was what was so frustrating about him, but he would stick like hell to what wasn't working for whatever reason. So what was
0: Olson's excuse last week to not stick with what was working? We, We bitched and moaned about this last week about the run game, man. Drake was averaging like seven yards a clip. You know, Jacobs was averaging damn near six a clip. And we bailed. So but that's
1: saying, scares though. me, man. But but we have no reason to think that Olsen's going to stick with the bad game plan two weeks in a row. I mean, I just don't they're... understand
0: how you stick to it for an entire half. So I yeah. guess, I guess, I guess maybe I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to be on ghost of Raiders past here, but I just need to see them make an adjustment and stick with it. As opposed to unplugging it, I don't know. I'm, I'm bummed out, man. I ain't gonna lie, nation. I am frustrated, man. That week, last week, losing to the Giants shook the hell out of me, and it just, quite frankly, pissed me off to the point I'm not bailing on anybody. I, dude, I believe this. I'm gonna be here, but I'm, I'm, I'm upset, man, and I am reluctant to jump on board and think that Olson's just gonna snap out of it. We'll see.
1: We have no evidence. I mean. One, 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 a one off is not, that's not a trend. So it's hard for me to say, you know, if you stub your toe on the coffee table one time, that's not necessarily indicative that that's going to happen every time. We've we've only seen one game that he hasn't stuck with the run game. And that's not something that's, you know, something that's from his past that, you know, what well, we know from his past that he, we don't know. He's, he's always been a very balanced guy. So I, I don't, I don't think that that's something necessarily. Like this is Gruden, I'd be worried about it, but it's not. And, you know, it, it's not that hard. It's not that big of a stretch to under, to get inside. He should have stuck with the run against the Giants, but it's not a stretch to, you know, understand how you could follow the line of thought that let's keep the hand, the ball in the hands of the guy that's, that's been playing this well this whole year. And it got away from him that game. So I could see how that could happen in just one game. Um, but when you look at Derek Carr, we're going to be facing another two-deep look. Like, like I just said a minute ago, Coach Bag believes in the, you know, the two-deep two deep, uh, coverage, two-deep safeties. But, you know, this Kansas City defense right now, 29th in EPA per play against. But when you zero in on the quarter, how they defend opposing quarterbacks in the passing game, 28th in drop back EPA, and that's just not – and also, they're they're also um, bottom third in in success rate. So, I'll just ask you, we talked about this, do you expect them – this is not what they do they are the teams that have given us trouble all three losses we've come up against the same style of defense they've they've slowed our offense down all three times those that's been teams that play two deep safeties but it's not just the two deep safeties it's two deep safeties with man match coverage underneath not two deep man not two deep you know cover 2 zone or anything like that it's that very specific coverage that, you know, the majority of think think Vic Fangio. And we even lit up Vic Fangio. So we have had success against this style of defense. You know, including the guy that sort of made that style of defense is popular right now in the NFL as it is. Do you expect Spagnola to try to 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 do some of that? Or is it even possible to do some of that if that's not what you've done? If you haven't installed that style of defense, you know, is it that simple to just say we're going to run this style of defense because that's what other teams have done?
0: Well, and Hart and I talked about this a little bit, you know, off air. I I get it. This is stuff you instill. This is the kind of stuff you have to instill in training camp. And that's what Hart said. And I'm going to give him his run on that because he's right. So I don't see them like trying to completely derail or change what they do, but, you know, This is the NFL. These guys are pretty smart and pretty inept. You you can throw some wrinkles in there to make it look a little different. But ultimately, man, you are what you are. So we need to just go and handle a defense that we, quite frankly, should just handle. Will we do that? I'm just so reluctant, man. I hate to be this pessimistic buzzkill, but I'm just so frustrated right now, man. It's so hard for me.
1: But it's just weird. Like, why would you be so pessimistic against the Chiefs when this style of offense, we lit them up. To, the only times we played them, you know, this isn't – I could see if we – if you know, years ago, Derek Carr used to put up his worst games of the year against – it didn't even matter who was the quarterback with the Chiefs. You see, know, Alex- I guess that's where
0: I'm at, too. And I'm not trying to just, like, fall into the old, but it's – here we go again where it's like we have worked we have done all this work to get to where we are. We've had a defense playing way better. And that's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna always fall back to and just trust in that defense because this defense has done nothing wrong. They've done about damn near everything right. So that's the difference. But it's still the Chiefs. And let's let's be honest, carr's record against Mahomes and just the Chiefs as a whole is garbage. So It's scary, man.
1: But can you really
0: division games? All that stuff can all the stats and shit can be thrown out the window, man. You know how that can go. You know how these games can go, man. These division games sometimes the team who's three and nine beats the team who's nine and three for no other reason besides the fact that that team got up more that day than the other team. So it's so hard when you're in a division game. I just feel like it's some of that stuff goes out the window and it's just, let's see what happens. I don't know. It's
1: it's crazy. But are we based on Raiders past or are we based on, let's see what happens. Those are two completely opposite things. Well, you know what I mean? So if, if
0: I get it, but you're arguing semantics at this point, man.
1: Well, I sort of, but you know, it's, I'm just trying to understand it's, it's either going to be the it's either the Raiders old or it's any anything can happen and, and you're saying that you don't feel good about you know you don't feel real confident in the Raiders. Can anybody in the AFC say that they feel confident about it about what they're like? The Chiefs can't feel confident about what they did, barely getting by Jordan Love either, and they've had their struggles. The Bengals, the the Ravens, the Steelers have been up, but can they really feel comfortable about you know they're up and down? The Broncos look dead one week, they look back and then. I won't be surprised. And they smoked
0: the Cowboys. Yeah, it's crazy. The, I
1: get it. I get yeah. it. But with this particular matchup, though, I just – if we lose this, then that kind of means that, you know, the defense must not be that real either because this should be the difference. When you look at these two teams, we're basically scoring the identical um, same per game. You know, the I, chief don't know you, I don't know how – I'm
0: going to cut you off real quick because I don't know how you can say that because the defense played their – balls off last week and gave our offense every chance to win. And if our defense plays that well and beats up the Giants, how the hell is our offense going to overcome the Chiefs the next week even if our defense plays the same exact
1: game? Well, for me, we didn't bring Gus Bradley in to defend the Giants. We brought him in to defense teams like the Chiefs. I get it,
0: but you got to defend every week and like just going back to training camp and instilling your defense, you're going to defend every team Similar, I mean, there's wrinkles and things you can put in there to kind of throw teams off. But ultimately, you run the D, you run.
1: Right. And if we can't stop the Chiefs, what does that say about the future prospects of this defense in this division? I mean, that we can't
0: stop the Giants. So Uh, how the hell are we supposed to stop the Chiefs? (laughs) And I don't even look at it as stopping the Chiefs. I look at it as the Raiders being able to put a team away, the offense. I'm not even going to the D. I just... When our D played as well as they did last week, if they come out and have a similar performance, can we trust that the offense will take the reins and win the game?
1: Well, yeah, it's a week-to-week league, man. I mean, the offense has been responsible for all of our wins, basically. And they're responsible for
0: our losses, too.
1: Right. So, I don't, I don't really know what that proves either way. I mean, if the defense shows up and can't slow down Patrick Mahomes, then, yeah, they they deserve some blame. It doesn't matter what they did against the
0: Giants last week. they gave them 30 points, I think, one time all year. None. None. No, none, actually. Yeah, zero. I thought they might have gave up 30 to Baltimore. I knew it was kilos, 28,
1: whatever
0: it Yeah, was. so, yeah, I mean... <laughs> That's what we talked about last week too, is that as as good as our defense have played, we're still having to win this game Sunday night to try to do what we did last year without a defense.
1: Well, but I could so. flip that get back on you. We beat these guys on Arrowhead last year without with one of the worst defenses and we came within a play of sweeping them with what probably the worst defense I've ever seen with the Raiders. Probably within I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm, I mean I'm gonna... Well, if we lose this game unless we shut the Chiefs down and lose, which is not going to happen, I don't think that this is not going to be a 20 to 17 game. I don't think anybody's predicting a 20 to 17 game either way. Um, but if this if the, if we go out and lose 38 to, to 28, then yeah, I'm going to put something on this defense. Absolutely, I'm going to put something. Nobody else is scoring they're not scoring like this on anybody else this season. And to me, you know, that's great that you hold the Giants down, but you know, this is what this is what when we hired this guy as our defensive coordinator, this was actually the thing that excited me the most was his experience in the division, his knowledge of these quarterbacks in the division and the success that he has had in slowing down uh, Mahomes. So it, this is what this is what this defense is for this week. Do they have a matchup against Darren Waller?
0: I don't think they do. I mean, were they going to put Matthew on him? Good luck. If you do, you're gonna take him and unplug him from all these other options, and that's when you just slay them. Too small. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, don't, I mean, Sneed, maybe. I don't. I mean, I don't know who they're gonna. Sorensen cannot damn near play like a lick of football this year. So I wish they would put Sorensen on him because if they do, you better throw to him seventy eight times. I mean, it's. Yeah, I don't think they have anybody to hang with. Even just our receivers, and I'm telling you right now, I think a big difference, if it can be implemented the right way, is Deshaun coming in, you know what I mean? So something else to worry about that they haven't seen, you know? I mean, yeah, they can attribute it to what Ruggs has done in the offense and plug him in there, but it's
1: not a plug-and-play type thing. It's a little different than that. But the speed factor is plug and play and the fact that well, I agree with that have to, they're going to have to respect that the same way that they would rugs because everything that I've heard from Jackson or about Jackson in the the brief uh, practices that he's had with the Raiders so far is that it doesn't look like he's lost a whole lot in terms of speed, birth, athleticism, deep ability, any of that stuff. So if they choose to not respect it, then, you know, make them I, pay. That could be, and I have no doubt that Deshaun Jackson, like they could, they can hook up deep. So if they want to mess around and, and not respect that, that could be another big factor in this game. I do think that they will respect a veteran. They know what Deshaun Jackson can do. You know, it's not like right. that he can't. Um, the the one thing though, if. To me, this this game, there's a, there's one matchup on defense that we'll get to in a minute, but there's one thing besides the running game on offense for me. If we cash in in the red zone, we win. If we don't, if we if we kick field goals and do those things like, you know, Bisaccia has been doing since he's took over, he that's the one area that I don't see any improvement over Gruden was the aggressiveness inside the opponent's red zone. If they come in and don't cash in, like they need to in the red zone at You're least. Lose. If they get it, if they have four or five trips in the red zone, say five trips in the red zone, which is not a stretch against their defense. So, I mean, we had six trips against a much better defense a week ago. If if we get five or six trips inside the Chiefs' red zone, four of those need to be a solid. Four need to be six. I agree, especially with how Carlson has looked. It's that finishing,
0: man. It's that finishing touch on these drives. You can be great between the 20s, man. If you don't put the ball in the end zone, you're coming away with three or you're coming away with nothing. And that's not going to win you games. So you could be in there nine times. If you settle for three every time and muff a couple, you're going to score 21 points and you're going to lose. So you, you got to go finish, man. And that's... It's one of those things, man. It, it hasn't improved. It's one. Of, it was the main focus of ours going back to OTAs, man. Was just becoming a better red zone team because even last year and the previous couple of years, we've yardage has not been an issue, man. It's the follow through and finish that has been the problem. And yet again, it, it you know it was a snake bite last week. Too so, it that sucks, and that's well, one of those things that until it gets fixed, it's still a problem.
1: Well, we were in the three games with the new coaching staff. Two out of the three, we were much better in that in that regard. I mean, we we're cashing in like crazy against the the Eagles. And um, who did we play the first game with with Pistachio? Um, Broncos. Broncos. Same thing. We cashed in there. Didn't do it on the road. We again. got off early and we cashed in. So Yeah, we did. And um, you look at that and then the last thing I want to ask as far as this matchup goes, does the honey badger, you mentioned a minute ago, does he worry you at all? The badger?
0: I think if you play things right, man, you can do exactly what Brady did and you can just piss him off and drive him nuts. It's all about... It's all about Carr. Carr has to be that manipulator out there. And if if he's letting the Badger just do whatever he wants, man, it's going to be a long, long day. You dictate where he goes, period. So control him and, you know, don't let him – predicate things. You be the one in control of that. So and that comes down to car so now I'm sorry. Tyron Matthews is a hell of a player, but if there's one guy in that secondary which is a lousy one at that that's you know predicating how you run things on the offense, then you got way bigger problems. So
1: I agree with that, but the one area where he worries me is just say again, the red zone where Derek Carr, he's been very careful with the football. Over oh, the too last... careful. But it seems like – but in the red zone, it seems like that's been the one area where he's had a few turn – I can't even – this year he's had a few picks in the red zone that have taken sure points off the board in and, and all likelihood. And then, you know, last year it was the same sort of thing. So that's the one area where – you know, the the field gets condensed down there, and he has a knack for making those kind of plays. That's the one area that he does worry me just a little bit. But uh, did you have anything else on the Raiders' offense?
0: No, man, I think we're good. This is just one of those games, like you said, man, where the run game needs to be a huge part of what we're doing. Control and- the and dictating keeping Mahomes off the field. Because no matter what guys may say, man, this dude is still a hell of a dynamic player. And he's still doing a lot of things in this league that are super scary, you know. So, no, just control the clock, man. Control the game. Run the rock. Make good decisions. And go, go win this game, man. High percentage for sure.
1: Pile up those first downs. Like you said, the Chiefs are, are known this year for for allowing teams to do. But yeah. I, for all the talk about the running game, Derek Carr, all that stuff, the defense – or the offense, sorry. I think it's the Raiders' defense. This <laughs> is kind of what I was getting at a minute ago, Raspy, where, you know, to me – this needs the defense should be the difference in this matchup because the offenses they, they have slightly different strengths and stuff like that. It's not the exact same offense on both teams, but fairly similar this year in terms of potency. In terms of you know they but we both score right around twenty five points a game to, just to put it like that, and that's one way of looking at it. Both these offenses are capable of putting up mid thirties in any given week, and it wouldn't oh, surprise. But this is the difference. So, if both offenses are roughly equal on any given day, you know the dangerous offenses, their 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 defense cannot make the claim that their defense is dangerous as well. But we can. So, to me, this is a game where the defense has to really show why this is a difference, a difference maker uh, in this in these types of matchups with this team. And I don't think you need to look any further, Rathby, than this stat right here that. Uh, I got from Warren Sharp, Sharp Football, uh, on on Twitter, and you probably have seen this Raspy and a lot of you guys out there, nation, probably seen the chart. I obviously we I can't show you the chart on the podcast here, but basically, the Raiders early down, first and second down, early down pressure rate is by far Raspy leading the league, just a just a hair under thirty eight percent pressure percentage on first and second down, which is just insane, right? But it's even more insane when you factor in that we're doing that while blitzing the least in the league. I mean, if that holds, if, if that holds, which it should, because the Chiefs have some very critical injuries up front, you know, it looks like Max Crosby is going to be going up against the third string tackle on the right side if this early down pressure rate without having to commit extra guys from coverage, if that continues, no reason to think it, it shouldn't with Ngakwe, Crosby, and, and the, the, you know, the guys that we can rotate on the interior, the pass rushers, there's no reason why they would win if that, if that stat holds up, right? Shouldn't be.
0: There definitely shouldn't be, man. I mean, Remmers is out. I mean, whether, you know, we're moving guys around, whether it's, you know, Max or it's Yon, there should be no reason that we shouldn't feast, man. So,
1: I mean, they again, haven't been... We're going to see how it goes. You know, they, they haven't been able to block anybody else um, this year. The Chiefs, I mean, Mahomes has been under fire a lot. And, you know, even Nick Wright, you know, the famous... Fox Sports Chiefs fan, you know, is it one of the bigger trolls that want to be Skip Bayless or whatever? Yeah, that. guy irritates
0: the hell out of me.
1: But even he was saying, you know, this is the, a nightmare matchup as far as that goes because the Chiefs haven't been able to protect Mahomes up front all year, and then now you're going up against a team that sports the, you know, the two edge rushers that have the fastest get off in the league, and, you know, they, they're not exactly... Creed Humphreys played good football for them inside as a rookie center. That was a guy that I kind of wanted the Raiders to take a flyer on in, the in you know, second or third round. Obviously, they didn't, but... What's your faith in the Raiders' pass rush in this game, if you could put it on a scale from 1 to 10?
0: Oh, I'm going to give them boys a 9 all day. I mean, just for the sheer fact of what they put on paper... And on film this year, that's one thing where you're not going to hear me dissect or deflect in any way, shape, or form. This defense has been legit, and I believe it starts with those two guys bringing that heat, man. It has changed everything. So we talked about it last week about the run game being a little soft and letting teams get off a little bit, man. But again, heart came right back with me with what Bradley was brought here to do We couldn't get after anybody. And now we're flat out getting after the quarterback. So those guys, I have, you know, I mean, a nine, maybe even a 10, their ability. And all they need to do is just trust in themselves and hold that edge. Do not let Mahomes roll out. If you can control that edge and bring everything, you know, from your right or left side in, then it's going to be a long day for Mahomes for sure.
1: You have to keep them in the pocket. You have to stay disciplined with your rush lanes, which they've that's done the a, thing. a pretty you good job on. Hold that edge,
0: man, and just not letting, you know, if it, if he, if he, you know, slithers in the inside and makes a play, then that's not Crosby or Ngakwe's fault. You know what I mean? They just need to hold their edges and bring that pressure and hope that we can get some from the interior. But those two guys, I have all the faith in the world. In.
1: I may have spoke too soon. I said that they hadn't had problems keeping, you know, rush discipline against more mobile quarterbacks this year. But more than I think about it, they have. Jacoby Brissett came out of the pocket yeah. a few times and made some plays. That's my biggest concern. Abram in the in the open field, and then just last week, Daniel Jones didn't really kill us or anything, but had a couple. No, but had a couple
0: where he got outside there. You know what I mean? Because these guys are coming so fast, and I and I'm not hating on them. They're coming so fast off that edge. There's every you know those those times where they can get shoved around because they're coming so fast, and the tackle has no choice but to just try to shove him out, you know what I mean? And and that's fine. That's where your interior guys and your linebackers have to come up and show up. But, yeah, just try to keep – don't be so, you know, justified to get to the quarterback to where you're letting things collapse and letting him come around you because that's where we've had some issues. So – but, like I said, these guys I have complete and utter confidence in, man. I'm not going to hate on – the beautiful tandem that we have going right now, man. These are guys that I can bank on every week.
1: I mean, Crosby going up against the number three tackle, I think he becomes the key matchup of this game. I agree. agree. He's been a top five edge rusher in the league this year by almost everybody's. I haven't heard anybody deny that, you know, even people that root for other teams, even, you know, pundits and analysts that have hated the Raiders. Nobody nobody has disputed that Max Crosby's been a top five type of edge rusher this year. You're going against a third string guy on a Sunday night game against the Chiefs at home with all the playoff and all the different implications that this game carries with it, you know, so he's, the, he's the key guy. He should eat. And if he did this, you know, he, he has those explosive games where, where he'll have two and three sacks in a game. We're close to you or know, four, four <laughs> or five. Yeah. This is what we need this week. You know, if he has a multiple sack be, game, the odds go way up for a Raiders victory this week. Absolutely, man. I tell you right now, if if Crosby has a
0: four or five sack game, we win the game. Even a
1: three-sack game may get you real close to that tough-to-beat type of – you right. know what I'm saying? If he ends three drives with sacks, that's going to be time. a problem for them. So – and then that's – and that's that's assuming that Ngakwe and Solomon and Solomon Thomas and uh, Jefferson these guys just get blanked out or Nassib or whoever it might be don't make any plays. You know what I'm saying? So – the defensive line for the raiders the pass rush carries a lot of responsibility to winning this game the other thing too raspby when you look at it the, the the number that stood out to me the raiders defense is allowing only 9.6 yards per completion which is tied for the best in the league that's going to also go a long way if that holds up again that's going to go especially if you combine that with if those two stats the raiders not giving up the big play as well as anybody in football and that early down Pressure rate without blitzing. If those two things hold, it starts to, you start to, the avenues to victory for the Chiefs start to get narrower and narrower because it's not that they can rely on their defense to come out here and lead the way. No,
0: absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I can't, I could not agree more. But I also don't ever want to sit here and overlook this Chiefs offense, man. This Chiefs offense is still leading the league in yards per play. You know, at 6.9 per play. I mean, these guys, they are dynamic. And you got Tyreek Hill, you know, Hardman, you got Kelsey. We've struggled with Kelsey in the past. We'll see how we do. I feel like this defense is going to help big time with the protection we have on the back end. So we're going to see, man, this, the Chiefs haven't played this defense yet. So. This and they struggled. It's going to show Kentucky. us a lot, man. Yeah, it's going to show us right. a lot as to uh, where we stand, you know, against that Chiefs offense. Because that's the thing, man. I think. I think. Yeah. I for I, man these. <laughs> Obviously, guys, nation, I'm out here in Denver. These guys are ridiculous. Like, literally calling Mahomes a bust. I'm like, how could you call a guy who's already won a what? Super Bowl? How could you call a guy who's already won a Super Bowl a bust and what? has been to two of them? Oh, you should hear it, dude. It's, it's pathetic. I mean, they literally act like they have, you know, no chance at making a run. It's crazy. And I guess With maybe Teddy some of that. That's it yeah, it's it's amazing to me man some of the stuff that they talk about it's like man the Chiefs biggest problem on offense is that they can't keep the damn ball in their possession that's their biggest problem dude they've had i think out of their four losses i think in three of those games they had four turnovers three or three plus turnovers in each one of those four losses that's going to so, be huge. It's, it's like, like, man, you know, you turn these you guys turn over, over, man. Battle. You're you're leaning towards winning this game, so that's that's their bugaboo, that's their Achilles heel, you know. So you have to continue that trend. So I, think I hope really- he tries to chuck the ball around. We'll see.
1: I think that's a really good point that I didn't have. You know, winning the turnover battle is massive in this game oh, because it's huge. we saw what happens when we turn it over, especially when Derek Carr turns it over, which yeah. doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, we lose. It's and catastrophic. In the But It's the same thing for the Chiefs. When they turn it over, they lose. And can, the, can either one of these teams with these offenses and the, the explosive potential for both these offenses, can either one of these offenses afford to give the other one two or three extra possessions with turnovers, Lord forbid, on short fields? So that's an absolute and that's a, that's just football one one any game the turnover battle but I think yeah. a game like this with two evenly matched offenses that you just can't have you, you just can't have it you just cannot have Mahomes getting an extra two cracks at the at the ball or they can't afford having Mahomes turn it over like he's done at times if he has a two or three turnover game this is going to be a blowout for the Raiders
0: Yeah, I think I, I do. That's one of my that's one of my biggest concerns is winning that battle, the turnover battle. I mean, that's 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 the thing that has been just lingering for them is that they it's have rhythm. struggled. They have struggled mightily to keep the ball in their possession, scoring points, moving the ball, getting yardage. They're second in the league in total yards, so getting yardage is not an issue for these
1: guys. So uh, that's where we have to come through and win. Well, they're, they're, yeah, and when you even look into, deeper into the numbers, their offense is definitely not dead. They rank fourth in EPA per play. They, they're first in success rate, seventh in drop-back EPA, which is lower than usual for Mahomes, but still, I mean, top 10 and so drop Top back 10 in any of these, yeah. man, is, it correlates. There's no Second doubt. Second in pass success rate as well, so... This, is, this what is worries this me. Defense, defense. This is this new defense. Come on. This is it. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to do that against the Giants and some of the other teams, which they did do their job, no doubt about it. This is the game that we needed. Well, we needed all, every game, but you most definitely have to show up in this game, a primetime game. But you also have to like the history with, with Gus Bradley, you know, being in this division before and having some of the most success against Patrick Mahomes. In the past, and we're not talking about a one-game sample size or something. They played him twice every year.
0: No, and and the same thing with, like, he's against Lamar Jackson, against a lot of these, you know, Baker Mayfield. A lot of these guys, he has really good numbers against. His defense is one of the best defenses to keep these guys from getting too elusive and, you know, playing offense outside of the numbers, you know, outside of the lines type of thing. He keeps it within – lines which i really love about gus
1: so it used to frustrate us watching us against oh gosh
0: out. oh yeah it would drive me crazy i'd sit here and be like why the hell don't we stretch the ball he's like or it's like he doesn't allow you to and i'm like well we need to try to anyway you know just he would get <laughs> you so pissed off i i we had hearts laughing because we've had these conversations I'm like I hate Gus Bradley, man. I hate this. I hate playing the Chargers, you know, and that's what he does, though. So you hope that that's what the Chiefs fans and the Chiefs players are saying is, man, I hate this defense. It is so hard to get that big play over top. That's what you have to bank on, man.
1: Hopefully Mahomes feels as frustrated as you used to get yeah, about wanting to I hope so. have to let something go deep. I hope you know? he does,
0: because then if he wants to try to shove and push, man, that's when we can start winning that turnover battle real quickly.
1: Yes, and we've already talked about how critical that that would be, you know, if there are we, turnovers. We, see. we have to be the one to, to be on top of that that turn. And we've been pretty good about that this year, you know. It, as long as Carr takes care of the football, our defense is, is – I don't know that we're amongst the league leaders in turnovers, but they've been pretty decent at, at turning the ball over, especially at some clutch moments. So let's hope that that keeps up against a turnover-happy team, to be quite honest. But Yes, sir. you have anything else on uh, this this matchup with the defense? No, nah, man. Just exactly
0: like I said, man. Keep things in front of you. Don't let him get loose and start running around the edges and creating things to where guys have time to break off routes because that's when these guys do their best work. You know, that's when Tyreek Hill does some of his best work is when Mahomes is on the move. They have a rapport, man. They really do. (laughs) And when you're trying to cover a guy for – that's why that pressure is so crucial because when you're trying to cover a guy for four, five, six seconds, a guy of Tyreek Hill's caliber – there ain't nobody in the league going to run around with him when he's just deciding to go wherever the hell he wants to go. Routes will dictate where he goes, but once those routes go away and Mahomes is moving, Tyreek Hill's just going to go find a spot to get open. So pressure, 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 man. Go get him. Yeah, Don't allow them to play backyard ball because that backyard ball is what they played for so long. And I feel like the league is kind of coming around to that. And that's why they've had these struggles and these sputters is because, you know, for a year, you know, two, three years, man, they were just playing backyard ball out there. It seemed like.
1: Well, you see other quarterbacks that play that way and have had a lot of success and it looked like there's going to be taking over the league. Justin Herbert has had some struggles at times against teams taking that away. Lamar Jackson uh, Absolutely, we all saw the game, you know, against the Dolphins. So they just zero blitzed them all. They zero blitzed them all the way out of the game. I mean, it, it was yep. it was crazy. You up for a few questions before we drop our score and prediction?
0: You know I am. I've been waiting on this. Just happy to get into it, man. Let's do it.
1: It's been a while. It's been a while since we've been able to do some ask raspy. All the craziness going on, but we're back, guys. You got a lot of great questions. Again, apologize for the backlog because when some of this other, you know, life or death, literally life or death stuff is going on. It just wasn't appropriate to, to do some of this, but we're back now. And I think there's no better way to start off than with Bo knows 91 has a very good cheap specific question here. And Bo knows 91 wants to know, Bo wants to know, (laughs) <laughs> seems to give in the chiefs trouble using uh, two deep safeties. Do you guys expect more two deep looks from Gus Bradley? Who He usually likes just one safety. That's a good question. I'll let you go first.
0: Well, I love the, I love the handle, but no, I don't think at this point in time that Gus needs to do anything differently than what he has done and what he has instilled. Um, Triven Merrick has been balling his ass off out there. And I don't think there is any reason to change that. That is not why we're losing games. That has never been a reason this season why we've lost games. So although I really like the question, and I'm not hating on it at all. I don't think Gus needs to sway or move from anything that he has been doing because I feel like when you start to Go away from what's working. That's when mistakes happen and guys start thinking too much. And I, I just think keep things the way they are. Let Gus keep doing it. And we, like I said, the pressure has to come from these bookends. So love the question. Appreciate the question, but don't sway from what's working.
1: The only way I'd say yes, Bo knows ninety one is if Gus Bradley has a very specific design that he's used against I haven't really taken a close look at what he's done against Mahomes when he's with the Chargers I just know that he's had as good a success against Mahomes as anybody else has the only way I'd say to go against what we're doing now is if he says no against Mahomes I have a very specific coverage that we've worked on that that's the only way I would say to do that otherwise I agree I just I just read off the stat a little bit ago you know the Raiders right now are tied for you know the uh, allowing the least yards per catch. I mean, basically, we're as good as anybody in the league at, at defending the explosive play in the passing game, and that's his, that's his hallmark. As Raspy just just mentioned about the frustration a minute ago. So I agree that that we should stick with what's been working, unless he has a very specific plan that he wants to implement in this game. I mean, he's earned my my trust. With that that's so far. where
0: that's where I'm at is he has just done so much in such a short amount of time that
1: let's roll yeah I mean he's he's been everything as advertised and even a lot more than that so far. Old friend of mine on Raider Twitter Blitzchick haven't heard from her in a while I was wondering where, where she was out there for a minute but Blitzchick wants to know very simple to the to the point here. Will the Raiders miss the playoffs if they lose?
0: Well, Blitzchick, real simple. Yes, absolutely will. I am in no way, shape, or form thinking that if we lose this game that we can go ahead and shake and rattle everything that is transpired this year and I'm not even trying to go from the ghost of the Raiders past. I just, some of that stuff does leak into my mind a little bit, but there has been so much going on and I feel like we're trying to make our way through. But again, going back to this giants game last week, losing that game. Now, if we'd have won that game and then losing this game, I'd have a different answer. We have to win this game. Period. You lose this game, like Card alluded to last week, after the Steelers won, there there was 11 teams in the AFC with five or more wins. It is wide open. You cannot fall back into the gut of this race. You have to try to separate in some way, shape, or form. This week is how you do it with a big win on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say that we're definitively out with the loss. Obviously, we're not mathematically eliminated and that's not the really the spirit of the question here, but I will say this. I looked this up, BlitzChick. You know, for you, I went ahead and and went into the model to to really examine this question a little bit. Here's what I'll here's what I'll say, BlitzChick. The computer said that if we win, they give us around just just beneath a 73% chance of making the playoffs with the loss that drops down to just below 43%. So it's it's one of those games where it's hard to imagine a bigger swing. Right. One way or the other with 40 percent Right, crazy, one way or the man. other. So you really solidify yourself one way with the win or you're basically back against the wall, you know. How many more games can you afford to lose what once you get that fourth loss well, and it's not yeah,
0: and it's not like we're playing a bunch of pound cakes. We we instantly have to go play the Bengals, or they come. I think they come here, and then we have to go to Dallas. I mean, we we have a tough schedule. You have to win well, this game.
1: As far both as I'm both concerned. teams have a lot of question marks going on I, too. I, I get
0: that. I get that too. I understand that, but I'm just saying we are not the team that has put anybody away. I'm not saying anybody necessarily is, but. You have to win. This is so huge, man. This game is damn near a playoff atmosphere type game, and I hope that we take it like that. Because if we don't and we come out and we're ago, we're going to lose.
1: Well, we better treat it like a playoff game because I guarantee number 15 in red and white is going to yeah. be approaching yep. it like that because they can't afford to lose too him anymore either. No, no absolutely. They got gifted by the gods not to have to face Aaron Rodgers because the way that they looked, they surely would have lost. Oh, against the Aaron Rodgers bad. is
0: in there. They lose by two tutties, almost guaranteed. They do.
1: They do. Ten and points and for sure. I don't know if the football gods are out there and, and want to see some more Mahomes in the postseason, but that was a big break for them. But Paul Leary, to wrap up this this segment of Ask Raspi for this week, Paul Leary from Facebook, wants to know should the 2020 draft class and how that's turned out mean the end for Mayock
0: <laughs> man <laughs>
1: Yeah, Paul. I mean, I, I'm, You're assuming me, I'm assuming he's alluding to Arnett being released with the, the gun videos and all that. And obviously, we know about rugs. Mm, but then yeah. you look down the rest of that list, it's like... Oh, it's ridiculous. Brian Edwards is the only guy that even has a chance to really do anything going forward. Right. So yeah, it's, it's a uh, so super,
0: super fair question. Um, oh, my God. You guys, you fans never cease to amaze me, man. I said I wanted this ass raspy segment. Sometimes I want to say, never mind. I don't want to answer. Um, Damn, man. I mean, and that was that, uh, I guess it was was the year before was the whole character draft, right? So it wasn't 2020 was the character draft, right? That was 2019.
1: I think that was 2019, but I could have heard some of that in 2020 as well. I don't know. I I wouldn't doubt it. I
0: I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. But I I tell you right now, I'm going to give Mayock a pass because of, you know, Coach Dunder, now it's like I've alluded to, and I've even gotten hard to call him that a couple of times, which I I absolutely love. But uh, I'm going to give him a pass on this one, and I'm going to say no. I mean, we take away the fact that Ruggs doesn't make a calculated decision at an unreasonable time in his life. You know, I'm not giving him a pass. I'm not condoning anything. He made a horrible mistake and he has to pay for that. And But he was who Hart and I wanted. That was what we wanted. And it was paying dividends showing that what we were talking about there was some credence to that. We needed that, take the top off the defense, push it down the field type of player. So, but the Arnett thing, yeah, a total debacle. I mean, I'm going to give, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to give him a pass on this one. You have another You have another draft like that, yeah, it's over. But also don't know how much of that was John Gruden either. I think the Arnett thing almost had to be Mayock.
1: It was, man. It had to be. Because
0: I don't know how the hell, I don't think Gruden would have ever saw that in him, you know. No. So so I put that on Mayock for sure. And he's got to own that, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. But. I still do have some faith in me. I've been doing this for thirty plus years, or whatever it is. I still do think he's also the same type of guy who found Mad Max, you know, in the fourth round. Grab, grab, Nate, uh, Nate Hobbs in the fifth. Grabbed Hunter Henry or Hunter Renfro in the fifth. You know, and has found some some diamonds in the rough. So, so I am going to give him a pass. But Paul, damn, what a way to you put me on skates there for a minute, man. I am just trying to get my footing
1: the arnett pick is almost disqualifying for me because i agree with you raspy there's no way that gruden is grinding that much defensive college tape offensive yes defensive to find arnett when there were so many other corners that were consensus to be picked ahead of him
0: right. and you
1: know that's that 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 reeks of a scout that's gotten too deep in his own bag you know what i'm saying and, you know, when you look at our net, okay, the red flags, I just don't understand. He was old for a rookie, 24 coming out. I mean, come on. He was old for a rookie, slow with the 4.640, and riddled with off the field concerns. That's strike one, two, three. You got to sit down, brother. I mean, I, that's. I can't think of a more risky prospect to take in the first round than an old, slow guy with a bunch of red flags off the field. I mean, get out of here. I don't care whose son he is. I don't care. I don't care. But the other thing, though, is I I would give him another chance because I think a lot of it was Gruden. Not the Arnett pick, but a lot of those other picks that were missed. I do think that Cleveland Farrell was Gruden, deferring to Gunther. And in, in that kind of thing, none of us knows the, you know, besides the guys who were in that room, but that's we can all formulate our own educated guesses and opinions. And the main reason why I I want to roll Mayock back is because I think he's the only adult in the room right now. Because the other alternative is Marcel Reese. That I look. I loved him as a player. He was a very fun, unique fullback with the speed and everything else. And he may be an absolute genius with player personnel. I just don't know that. And I would rather take Mayock's professionalism and his 30, 40 year track record, as Raspi just said, as a scout and run it back. But, but he's right. One more draft with anything remotely like what we've seen. Yeah, we got to make your, a change. Get your bag. Yeah, we at that point, you have to make a change, so. agree. Good question, well, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, we had a lot of great questions. I did lean towards some of the Chiefs-related questions a little bit this week, but don't worry. You know, some of your questions out there are still eligible to be rolled back into a future episode, ones that weren't, you know, as much game-specific for this week, just sort of an overall Raider question. So keep them coming, guys at silver underscore hack. Uh, just great stuff. Great, great questions out there. Thought-provoking questions. We like to be put on our heels a little bit and uncomfortable on the air. So great stuff, guys. Oh, yeah. I felt like I was on ice skates on that last one, especially. But, yeah, that was uh, tough.
0: <laughs> I can't it, man. But Nation, should... what's up?
1: When you see the whole draft class just implode like that. Yeah. You know,
0: It's heavy, man. I mean, there's, it's a great question and an absolutely valid one at that. So kind of wonder where where you're going with that. You know what I mean? Where were you going outside of rugs, you know? (laughs) Too far. It wasn't, it wasn't good. And going back to having multiple first round picks and just, it, it hasn't came
1: to fruition yet, folks. Not at all. Not at all yet, but uh, before we leave you guys for the game, you know, to enjoy the game this weekend and the rest of your weekend, of course, you got to get us on wax. You got to get us on record with an official score and prediction. We back up our talk here on the Silver and Black Hack podcast. Raspy Raider, fire away.
0: Uh, I'm not going to gain any fanfare here. I'm nervous, guys. I, I part of me just wants to see us shake it up, man. And maybe that's I've been calling wins every week because I I feel like I can justify a W every single week for this team. And it's not because of necessarily who we've played, it has something to do with it because I never thought in a million years we were going to lose to the Bears or the Giants. The Chargers game, I was close, but I called it close. I'm nervous about this game. I got us losing this game, 27-24. And like I said, man, I'm just being real, man. I'm just being honest to where my gut's at where my head's at right now. My heart says that we should be able to dominate these guys and to go beat up that putrid defense they have, but will we do it? Will we commit to the run and not unplug like we did last week against an inferior team? And right now, let's be honest, maybe the Chiefs aren't an inferior team necessarily, but their defense is definitely
1: inferior to
0: our offense.
1: They've looked inferior this year, I will say that. And they
0: have, and that's what I'm saying. So, but that scares me. So I love the fact that we're home. In a way, part of me is hoping that I am just, I mean, not – Part of me, all of me, is hoping that I'm wrong. But I need to see something from these guys. I need to see somebody stand up and go win a game when it matters and when it counts. And I get it that Car has had some credentials when it comes to, you know, marquee games and marquee matchups and primetime and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't even care. I just, I, I feel like the Chiefs are hitting, you know, they're starting to kind of roll to get back to being relevant. And this is the chance where we could stuff them back down to a relevancy. And I just don't seeing us don't see us having the gusto to do it. So I got us losing 27-24. Sorry, guys.
1: I think you'll like my pick a lot better, guys. I have us winning this one 35 to 28. Um, it's on the defense to me this week, if this defense because I'll agree with you, if we only score twenty-four points, that that's not going to be enough. But I think we are going to score points against this defense. We bounce back every time after those bad performances. We find a way to bounce back. If Gruden was still the coach, I'd have a little bit more concern about sticking with bad trends. I have no, we don't have any trends on 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 Gus or on Olson yet. We don't have any trends, so I can't bet on trends that I don't know exist yet. And I do, I just think that the def- I think that the difference in this game is going to be the injuries up front for the Chiefs and the pass rush. If Mad Max Crosby is the player that I and so many others in nation and outside of the nation nationally think that this guy is a third string tackle with, with everything that's at stake here and everything, the implications the rest of the season and beyond and everything else, he's got to make it happen. He's got to make it happen. And I think the pass rush will make it happen. Thirty-five to twenty-eight, Raiders win. They come out with the desperation. They they fear the Chiefs still, and the Chiefs bring out the best in this team now. Over the last couple of years, it used to be the opposite, but this new Derek Carr seems like the the, the Chiefs actually bring out the best in them instead of the the uh, the worst. If this is cold weather in Arrowhead, it'd be a, a completely different score for me potentially, but I'd. Wasn't impressed by what I've seen by the Chiefs even last week against a really bad backup quarterback. 35-28, the Raiders win this game and get back on the right track for this. Uh, This is that tough three-game, quote-unquote, tough three-game stretch. So this is the first game, got to get it.
0: I hope you're right, man. I love to be wrong, man. I would love to be wrong, believe me. I will eat that and swallow that. And I will, and I'm not betting on past trends. I'm betting on just gut, wondering if we can just put a team away that we should put away. And you know what? You could call it past. It was a week ago. So maybe I am betting on a week ago. So whatever. I'm just calling it, I'm just being honest and calling it like I feel it. Cause that's one thing we always said is we're going to, you know, we're going to call it like we see it. And, uh, we're going to be honest about it, right, wrong, or indifferent. So that's where I'm at. But Nation, love you guys, man. Let's go with the Chiefs' ass. Just because I said I think we're going to lose doesn't mean I don't want us to win. So let's, you know, let's not, let me, don't let me take the wind out of the sails or nothing. I want us to win every single week. So if it takes me picking against us every week for us to win every week, then I'll do it every week. I don't care.
1: Well, we the team has a, has a a tendency to win the games that you don't think they're going to win and lose the games that you don't think they're going to lose. So. Yeah.
0: But we also had some of those last, you know, you know, not last year, but just even just last week. I get it. It's a little flip flop. Like you said, we should have won the game. We didn't. But I don't, I don't necessarily think that we should lose this game. I just feel like this is such a pivotal game, and we will just see, you know, after the 60 minutes is up, who won the damn game. Nation, love you guys. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for all the following. Please just continue to just support us, support the Raiders, support the nation. Man, we're all in this together. We want to win. I know sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes you may not like what I say or like to hear what I have to say, whatever it might be, but still love y'all, man. i love for you. Let's go get a dub. Y'all have a great, great next couple days. Let's watch these games on Sunday and to see how this plays
1: out. And go put it on the Chiefs on Sunday night, man. I think we will do just that. And uh, stick with us, guys, after the game. Uh, you know, obviously, we'll be recording on Monday and uh, we'll break it down. I think it's going to be a Raiders win, but we'll break it down either way and uh, stick with us for the best. And the, the realist Raider t- Raiders takes advanced stats and predictive analytics. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Be safe while you're having fun. Enjoy family and friends or whatever you're going to be doing this weekend. Obviously, enjoy the game on Sunday night. And until we speak again, make sure, as always, guys, just win, baby.